something for your kiddos. That's a really simple way for you to organize and easy for them to process through their head is keep a relatively large bin, but not bigger than your counter space to have. Um, you can still prep food in that counter space, but if you have a bin and you allow that to sit on your counter, kids can freely move back and forth throughout the day and they can pick and choose what they want to eat. This creates healthy habits in that you're providing snack foods that are relatively healthy for them and it provides them the power to make their own decisions and choosing what you offer them. So that's um, really a huge massive tip that you can successfully use when it comes to organizing. Um, and then, you know, if things are kind of dying in the bottom of that snack bin, it's a great opportunity for you to go through with your kids and say, you know what, you guys haven't eaten this. Um, why don't we go ahead and throw away this stuff at the bottom and and let's try to eat the things that are remaining. Or, hey, you guys want this? I'm going to throw it away. Um, it was at the bottom of your bin. And, you know, it gives them tangible learning, hands-on learning on good eating skills as well as the ability for them to develop good decision making. Hi, I'm Jenny Rogers and this is the Organizing and Beyond podcast. We will talk about how to tackle your stuff to make your life exactly what you want. I hope to inspire you into action and have a ton of laughs along the way. Organizing a kitchen takes awareness and knowing how you move about your kitchen and really becoming aware of those movements. Kitchens, you know, are not just a one-day organization session. You're doing, you're usually doing so many functions in there, and it, you have to unbreak, right? You have to break those down and really think about the future and how your kitchen should be organized so it supports your day-to-day -day movement. Let's get into the deep nitty-gritty of how I, as an organizer, think a kitchen should exist. It's about thinking about your movements. Um, by your oven, you're usually spending a lot of time cooking. So you want your pots and pans, let's say, if you have access to a left side. So let's put your pots and pans to the left side of your stove and your oven. So when you go to make a meal, you can bring that pot to the right-hand side. And on the right-hand side of your stove or oven, that's going to be your seasonings and you know, those mixes that you combine together. So they're easy to access. So when you put a pot together, you can reach right to the right-hand side and grab seasonings if you need more salt in your soup. Um, so think about how you're moving throughout your kitchen. Um, thinking, thinking in that way, you know, odds are your kitchen's going to have a dishwasher. And having your dishwasher placed in an area next to your 
plates and cups, that's going to make it much easier for you to unload the dishwasher. And your silverware drawer is just right there handy. So you open up those cupboards, pop open a drawer, and quick put away the plates, put it, put away the cups, and put away um, the silverware. Oftentimes I see that people are keeping cups right next to their stove, and then their seasonings are across the kitchen. So do a quick switch, right? Seasonings next to the stove, and then dishes away where your dishwasher is. All those extra cupboard space, um, if you have some left, you're going to set up a baking zone. And that baking zone should usually be set next to your prepping, your prepping space. So if you have a island with your sink, you can put away your baking items there because that Sometimes that's where you're going to be baking everything, right? Um, <clears throat> zoning out your food items that belongs in the kitchen. That's that pantry storage thing. Those are going to be just a little bit further away. Um, you don't want those clogging up your day-to-day -day movements. I come across quite a few people who are managing food storage within their homes in um just kind of thrown in a closet or thrown in the basement. Um, some people just have it hanging out in their dining room. Um, the amount of extra food that people are holding because of beliefs or expectations they put them on, them, on themselves is going to make that organizing much, much harder. I do get that, um, you know, there are some people within our area that are concerned with how they're going to get their food and how they're going to manage eating. And if you can keep that mindset that the food you keep is only for you to exist and not so much as like overloading yourself with a bunch of food storage, you're not going to waste as much. I can't tell you how many times they go into a kitchen and we're throwing three, four large, ten black trash bags full of expired foods that they weren't able to eat, but they had bought it thinking, you know, in case of a disaster, then I'll, I'll buy these foods so I can be safe, but that disaster never happened. And um, this is no against anybody's um, religious beliefs or customs, but I just think it's, uh, it's important to mention you know, if you're buying massive amounts of food and keeping them in storage, are you maintaining that food storage? Are you able to use the things as they expire? And are you able to use a workflow in that you aren't wasting your money? And when I come to organize, you know, we're not throwing away three or four bags of things that have completely expired. And I'm not talking about like six months expiration. Um, a couple years ago, I was doing a kitchen, and there were things from 1985. Um, and that seems like a, 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 for some of us, that seems like a really easy way to say, okay, it's time to get rid of that. Um, but there are people out there that have that insecurity with foods and that fear that they need to keep those items it just in case. Um, but I think it's safe to say, you know, in 2023, we don't need seasonings from um, 1983. The 
The last thing I wanted to talk about with kitchens are, holy cow, people and their appliances. It is ridiculous the amount of appliances are keeping. And very, I've had a few, maybe one or two kitchens where they actually use those appliances. But that's also a good way to start with organizing. Um, keep in mind, you know, when's the last time did you use your appliance? Clearly a toaster gets used at least in my house every day. Whereas the crock pot maybe only gets used once a year for Thanksgiving or Christmas. But if you're not using those kitchen items, you know, your candy makers or anything like that, if you haven't used those for five years, that's a great way to start to just get rid of it. Or if you haven't used them because you haven't seen them, put those in the front and hold yourself accountable. Did I use that when I said I was going to use it? Odds are, in my experience, that hasn't been the case. People aren't using those things. But you can re... Um, Refocus and reevaluate, you know, um, as far as those appliances if you're actually using them. Okay, just so, just a recap before we end. So, when it comes to organize your kitchen, organizing your kitchen and pantry, think of the flow of your kitchen seasonings by your oven, pots and pans by your oven, plates and cups by your dishwasher so it's easy to, to put away. Next, you're going to focus on finding old things, expired seasonings, expired box foods. Are you buying too much and not using enough, right? Are you managing your soup's food supply? If you're not managing your food supply, you need to come up with a different system. And finally, last, look through all those appliances. If you haven't used it in five or more years, it's time to get rid of the appliance. Um... My husband once got a used juicer as a Christmas gift. And so that was their way of saying, hey, I don't use this juicer anymore. Let's give it to my grandson. And um, that's a great way instead of just chucking it or throwing it away. Um, please be patient with me as I continue with these podcasts. It's been a crazy, crazy summer. And I mean that with you know, the realization that everybody else has a crazy summer as well. Um, but I had the opportunity to go build a new deck and a new fence for a patio. And it turned out just amazing. It was kind of an, a last minute project that my husband and I were able to do together. And those things bring me joy. Um, so please be kind in thinking about how often I'm putting these podcasts out. Um, I, it has, you have to kind of be in the mindset to do them and to do them when you're on the road far away, um, and without the equipment that the Lincoln County Library has, um, it's not easy, as easy to do them. And then, you know, you come home and you're building a deck and a fence and you're getting those done in four days. You come home and you're just completely exhausted and you just, your brain can't think of anything. So, um, continue to have a little grace for me as I get through the summer years and then fall when things start to get, um, a little bit more boring and colder, um, I will definitely get these more regular. Um, but stay tuned, and I will talk to you, hopefully, if things go well, um, next week. <laughs>